Thank you for listening to the City Lights podcast. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. We hope you enjoy the message. Good morning, church. It is an honor to be in your household this morning. We are excited. I get, I'm excited to bring you the message today on Mother's Day. It's awesome. But before I get into the message, I just want you guys to shout up um, your thanks for our media team, our worship team, our sound team. They are lifesavers in this season. We're so blessed. People tell Kurt and I that we're doing a great job, but the truth is... <laughs> These guys are doing a great job making us look good. This excellence for a two-year-old church is just amazing. So shout them up, give them your thanks. Um, We are just so blessed by them. So, all right, well, happy Mother's Day, you moms. We honor you. We see your sacrifice. We see um, who you are. We love you. You are such a blessing to this house and to this generation that you're raising up. Whether a young mom or an older mom, you are awesome. We honor you. I hope you don't have to do one thing today except just be served and receive um, and be blessed. So bless you, bless you. Happy Mother's Day to you, mom. I love you so much and I miss you. My mom's in Texas, so it's kind of fun. She's watching this too with you guys. So happy Mother's Day, mom. Um, And also, before I get into my message, I just want to quickly acknowledge, I know Mother's Day is painful for a lot of people. Um, You could be dealing with loss of a child or your mom. You could be estranged from your kids or your mom, or you could be dealing with infertility. I just want to pray for you quickly. I see you. I see where you're at. Um, that it's painful, and I know that God has stuff for you in this message and in this season, so bless you. I just want to pray for you, Jesus. I pray for all the hearts that are hurting on Mother's Day, that you would comfort them in Jesus' name. I pray for a joy looking on memories um, that would be delightful, and I ask God for healing for uh, relationships, and I ask for healing for um, wombs, that they'd be opened, that you would also open up doors for fostering and adopting, and you would make those families' dreams come true. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, before I get going in my message, I'm going to give you two testimonies. Here we go. I have a family friend that lives in Florida who was um, sick with the coronavirus. He was on a ventilator for an entire month. And in the last couple of weeks, he is, they are calling it a miracle. They did like a newspaper article about him and everything. He is getting healthy. He is um, being healed from that thing. And he is alive and well. And so yay, Jesus, praise God. Um, the other is we have a friend of this house, Jason Mahoney, dad of seven. He's a realtor in Greeley, amazing man, uh, soccer coach, just a great guy. He has been um, sick in Greeley with the coronavirus for the last, I think he was on a ventilator for 29 days. We have been praying for him. And in this last couple of days, they have been able to wean him off of the ventilator, bring him out of sedation, and he is starting to heal up, guys. This is an absolute miracle. This is the prayers of the saints just being manifest in his body. So let's just continue to pray for full recovery for him. Yay, Jesus. So um, anyway, guys, we're so um, excited to see this thing turn. This is a hard season. This is adversity. This is really difficult. Um, But I believe this too shall pass that this virus, that fear, that quarantine cannot stop the church of the living God. It cannot stop the gospel and the grace of Jesus in our world. In fact, we were born for such a time as this. 
You are alive in this season. Think about it. Coronavirus could happen anytime, but it didn't happen until right now. And, and it is not a coincidence that you are alive right now. You, God wrote every day in a book about you before one of those days ever came to be, before you were born. He knows every hair on your head. He has called you for such a time as this. And sometimes I think we get confused about, are we in God's will or am I, am I doing the right thing because things are so hard right now. I, maybe my job didn't work out or my business didn't work out or something. So I, I guess I'm not in God's will anymore and we go in this tailspin thing. Today I wanna to tell you, the will of God and adversity always, they coexist, okay? They're not separate things. Adversity does not equal being out of God's will. In fact, the message of my title, to, or the, today's message is titled, Destiny is Formed in Adversity. So I want to encourage you guys that you are here and God is forming destiny in hard times. One time when I was um, spending time with the Lord, reflecting about some challenges I went through as a younger person and just some dark season, um, the Lord did speak to my heart when I said, God, why did I, what was going on? Why did we have to go through that? That was so hard. And God spoke to my heart and he said, Emily, I was shaping your destiny. I was forming you. I was making your future with that season. So I'm gonna show you from the Bible Two deliverers for entire nations, entire generations that were born in a season of terror and, and just horrible decree against a generation. The first one is Moses. Moses was born in a time when the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, had decreed that every Hebrew boy was to be thrown into the Nile River and killed. I mean, thankfully, we're not living in a time where it's that extreme, but we are, we're living in a fearful time. But Moses, thank God, God had a plan where he rescued him. His sister floated him down the river, of course, and we know the story that Moses was raised in Pharaoh's house. All kinds of stuff happened. He ended up becoming a deliverer from a generation, born into a demonic assignment to come against the children of Israel, but God was raising up and forming destiny in that season of adversity with amazing mama who got to nurse her baby, amazing sister, and even Pharaoh's daughter that raised him up. Mamas are amazing, and they protect the destiny and the call of God in adversity. The second amazing man of God, the Lord Jesus. Did you guys remember the story of when Jesus was born? The evil King Herod heard that there was going to be a rival king born into a generation. So of course, this demonically inspired plan was formed that every boy under the age of two in the vicinity of Bethlehem was to be killed. Now, thankfully, relationship with the Holy Spirit is important that God spoke to Joseph and, and uh, to Jesus' parents, Joseph and Mary, that they were to leave the region. They actually escaped into Egypt, and they were safe, and they were protected, and they raised him up. And then, of course, when Herod died, they came back into Israel, and Jesus began to uh, grow in wisdom and favor with God and man. You guys know this. But that demonic assignment was against Jesus. It was against a deliverer. It was against someone who carried deliverance to an entire generation that the enemy would put a, a, a vile thought into a king's head of let's just kill anyone who could carry destiny. Now, we are living in a season where the assignment is to take out destiny, to take out calling, to take out 
the plans of God. Now listen, Mary got to carry Jesus in her womb. She got to mother the Son of God. She got to carry him. But the amazing thing is, is on this side of the cross, the Holy Spirit poured out, Jesus living on the inside of us. Now we all get to carry God. We all get to carry the light and the love of Jesus to a broken and dying world. We get to carry destiny. And how many of you know God knows what this generation has? And I think the enemy often catches wind of the destiny in a generation. He likes to bring fear and terror and destruction. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God always has a plan. Jesus came to give life and life to the full, even in adverse situations, okay? So that's big, broad strokes. God trusts you with this season. He trusts you with adversity. He's forming something amazing in us. And so that's the big picture. I'm going to come into your living room. I'm going to give you three truths of the day-to-day. How do I make sure that destiny is being formed in me in a hard time? What does that look like for me in my home? What are the three truths that will get me by? You know, Jesus didn't just be born and then go into his ministry. He had 30 years before he started ministry. His mom had to learn baby steps. Some of us that are carrying vision for businesses, you've got dreams and visions in your life. you got to mature those things just like your kids, just like your world changers. So these are the three truths that are on the day-to-day scale that are going to help you, okay? Truth number one, if you remember anything, remember this. Jesus is enough. Church, Jesus is enough, okay? That's, that's what this season's about personal relationship with Jesus. He is enough. When I go to the stores, I right when this whole quarantine thing started happening, I had this sense that people felt like they were being thrown in just this lake of cold water and they were flailing and freaking out and just panicked with anxiety and fear. And what happens when a drowning person freaks out, they, you want to grab onto something, save me, rescue me, President, tell me something good. Give me some hope today. You know, Pastor, what, what's going on? What do we do? Grab onto anything. Listen, if you grab onto a person when you're drowning, as strong as that person is, you're going to pull them down with you. The only, the only hope, the only peace that you can have is Jesus, the Lord Jesus, the Prince of Peace. If you are drowning, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling hopeless, do not go to the news. Do not go anywhere until you've gone to the Lord Jesus. Jesus is enough. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the one who walks on water. He is the only solid rock. He is the chief cornerstone, a firm foundation. He is the safe place, guys, okay? And pour out your hearts to him. Just do like a King David. Let him know everything. Get that anxiety out and pour it out on him. He can handle it. And he will fill you with his peace, his joy, his hope. Your perspective will shift. Psalm 55, 22. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Okay? Just spend time with him. Just develop a personal relationship with God. Get on your knees. Let your kids see you worshiping. Listen, in 10, 20, 30 years from now, what you're doing in your house with just having a beautiful, vibrant, loving relationship with Jesus, your kids are going to remember it. 
You are actually changing the world around you because you are a light, you are a shining lamp, you are a set apart one who people will look to in times of trouble because when you're stewarding your relationship with Jesus, you carry something they don't have, which is hope, which is peace, which is all the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Your kids need to see that and they will be, it'll just whet their appetite for that relationship with God, that it's not just I'm learning about God, but I know God. So I want you to focus on that. Number one, Jesus is enough. That is a truth that will help you form destiny in adversity, okay? Number two, you are enough, okay? You are enough, mamas. This is the truth, okay? This is the truth. God has made you enough. And I want to tell you something. In a house of world changers, I'm going to tell you a story about a girl named Susanna Wesley, okay? She was born in the year 1669. She was number 25 of 25 kids, okay? She went on to birth 19 kids herself, and only 10 of them ended up living past infancy, okay? So she had 10 kids in the years, you know, in the late 1600s, early 1700s. She homeschooled them all. Her husband was not very present in her household, but she was a woman of God, and she was enough. You guys want to know what she did? There was this thing. This is a very famous story. She would sit and put her apron over her head. She would sit on a chair, and this was a signal to all 10 of her kids and everyone to leave her alone because she was spending time with Jesus, and they knew leave her alone at that time. Now, two of her kids, John and Charles Wesley, went on to bring change to our entire world. They are revivalists, and they actually have a lasting impact in the year 2020. Um, John and Charles Wesley were great theologians. In those years, uh, I think John spoke to over a million people, which is astounding without media or microphones or anything like that. Charles Wesley wrote over 6,600 hymns that are still sung today. These guys changed the world. That mama had enough. She was enough. She just spent time with Jesus. She she was present. And, and in her house came out this destiny, okay? You are enough. I don't like it when moms are hard on themselves, especially moms who love the Lord. You're trying your best. Listen, if you're watching this, that means you're, you're trying. <laughs> like your heart is for Jesus. Your heart is to grow. Your heart is to create an environment where kids are, are getting the word and, and you want to know the Lord. You are winning. You are amazing. You are winning at life. You are enough. You just, just cover your head sometimes with your apron, <laughs> get with Jesus. And that's, that's all they need. Okay. As a mom, we're giving so much and we're doing so much. The only thing I want to tell you that you are enough is I want to encourage you moms to take care of yourselves, okay? Sometimes you get so tapped out, you give so much all day long, seriously, from the minute you wake up till the minute you go to sleep. Typically, you're not alone if you have kids in your house. They even follow you to the bathroom, which is really not my favorite thing. Um, so this is, this is an illustration I'm gonna to give to you. When you fly, what do they tell you about an oxygen mask? If, if, if oxygen disappears from the cabin, they say what? Go save everyone. Go help your kid. Go take care of everyone. Go do this. They don't. They actually say, first put on your oxygen mask, and then you can help your kids. You can help elderly. You can help everyone else. If a Navy SEAL was on a plane and he could rescue more people than anyone could, there's a limit to his capacity if he does not tend to himself 
with his own oxygen mask to save others. That might sound selfish, but mama, you need to take care of yourself and your soul and your spirit and your body so that you can be selfless. It is not selfish. It's probably the most selfless thing you can do is take care of yourself. What does this look like? Spend time with Jesus. <laughs> Number two, I need you to laugh. Like you need to laugh. It is breathing. It is oxygen. You need joy. Listen, you need intimacy with your husband if you're married. That's really important to keep that up and to not let that go by the wayside. You need naps. <laughs> you need to take care of yourself. You need to take walks. You need friends that you can laugh with. You can be yourself. You can trust. You don't need moms that judge you. You don't need moms where you have to act like you've got it together. You need friends that you can just be yourself with. And importantly, an oxygen mask for you looks like asking for help, okay? You need a minute to get away. And if you're feeling like you're overwhelmed, I need you to ask for help. You need to ask your husband, your friends, have a neighbor come over so you can get away for a few minutes, especially during coronavirus, just to get your head on straight so that you can be that amazing woman that you are. Um, and also I need you to empower your kids to do things around the house. They can do laundry at a certain age. It's not gonna be perfect the way you are. Do you want them to be, but you have to train them up, empower them, and get that off your plate so you can do the, the real training of, of godliness and fun, okay? So, Jesus is enough, you are enough, and finally, enough is enough, okay? This is point number three, enough is enough, okay? So times are weird. I don't know if pools are gonna be closed all summer. I don't know if we'll have to keep homeschooling. I don't know how to entertain kids <laughs> without our vacations scheduled and all the things we were looking forward to. It's, I mean, it's a big curveball. But listen, we are still living in America. We are living <laughs> in a first world country, guys. Like, you have electricity, you have running water. I know you have heat, air conditioning. There are ways, if, if you have job loss, ways to get support. Of course, the church, we want to come around you if you're struggling. We have that set up. Go to our website. But listen, you don't have to have the best. You have to do the best with what you have, okay? I have had this on my heart so much. It's a simple verse, but it is important right now. First Timothy 6.6. 6. But godliness with contentment is great gain, Okay? When you can content yourself with being a godly woman who fears the Lord or man who fears the Lord, it is great gain. I believe a heart at rest is a breeding ground for creativity. I think a heart at rest that's just like, okay, my stuff has changed, but I'm just going to be at rest in Jesus. I think it's a breeding ground for all kinds of cool things to happen and to come out. Um, you know, we're adjusting. Joy's not over. Fun is not canceled. Summer is not canceled. The outdoors are not closed. You know, we just have to figure out how to thrive in this season. And I believe some of you are going to make more memories this summer than you could have without these weird restrictions. I think you're going to come up with funny games or, or um, game nights or funny, just amazing things that come from having restrictions because it gets you to think in a new way. It shifts your paradigm, okay? And um, I have this very silly illustration, but it is something that I want to share with you because I think it, it works, okay? In the book of Proverbs, the Bible talks about observing ants as an example for living a godly life. 
okay? Because they store up food for the winter and they prepare ahead of time and they, they work hard, they're diligent. Okay, so I want you to picture in your mind a picnic table and a family just got done eating lunch there. There's like a watermelon rind, there's leftover, you know, some jello in a cup and there's like half a glass of juice left, there's a piece of pizza, just like the crust of it left. And all over the table are these happy ants just going for it, just like bathing and, you know, feasting this delicious feast for them. <laughs> the family's out playing volleyball. That's what they're doing. So also on this table is a styrofoam takeout box with the most beautiful crumble cookie you've ever seen. It has pink frosting on it. It is a amazing shortbread. It is like the cookie of cookies and the family's saving it for when they get done. But the box has a little crack in it. So, question. Do you think that cookie has ants on it by being inside that box? I will guarantee you 100%. Those ants <laughs> had to figure it out, but they caught wind that there was a crumbled cookie in that box and they are gonna figure out a way to get it. And I guarantee you that some of them figured out how to climb over the walls of that box and those restrictions and get to that cookie. Listen, this is a math equation. So the restriction of the box equals the restrictions of the coronavirus. <laughs> We've got some red tape we have to walk around. It's a bummer. I don't like it, I don't like it, but it is there. Number two, the cookie equals joy and fun. The cookie equals things that you want to do and, and fulfillment. And the ant is you. You are the ant. You are the wise ant. I'm not trying to diss uncles. That's fine. They're cool. Anyway, um, you are going to find a way to get the joy of life. You're going to find a way around that box and those restrictions and that thing because that, that joy, that crumble cookie is too, too great to pass up. And I believe you're going to have strategies. I think if you own a business and you're kind of rerouting things, I think your business is gonna be better than ever after this season. You're gonna find a way to succeed and thrive. I believe that if you have lost a job, God has a setup for a better job for you. I believe your kids are not gonna miss out and, and be deprived in this season, that they are loving it and they're gonna have fun and you're gonna figure out ways as a family to make some memories you couldn't have made before. So I'm not dismissing people's pain, I'm not dismissing all of this stuff, but I wanna say you are housing little beings with destiny in them and they are being formed right now in adversity, that we should count it joy when we face a trial like this because God has such a calling on this generation. Like, I think we're gonna see mass salvations. I think we're gonna see so many breakthroughs for the kingdom of God in the darkest hour on the earth, that the, that the church will be a bright and shining lamp and that we will be leaders in Jesus' name. All right, so I'm just gonna recap. Destiny is formed in adversity. Just remember these truths in your daily. Jesus is enough, you are enough, and enough is enough. You have everything you need to thrive in this season. You got this, church, you got this, mama. I'm gonna bless you with Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you. Well, hey, I want to just speak to another group of you um, that are watching. If you have not yet put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, 
I want to lead you in a prayer right now. It is not, um, it's not anything that you need to even be at church for. You do it right in your living room. All you need to do is surrender your heart to him and invite him to come and be the Lord of your life. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And then when we get done, I want you to let us know that you made this decision to give your heart to Jesus for the first time. Or if you're rededicating and saying, I need fire in my heart again, I want to give my life back to Jesus, I want you to also let us know by going to citylights.church, scrolling down to the connect card, fill that out, let us know you made this decision, and we wanna just follow up with you, we wanna get some information and resources in your hands to help you grow at this season, okay? So this is what I want you to do, I want you to repeat this prayer after me and pray it right in your household and God is gonna meet with you right now. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are the Son of God. Forgive my past, present, and my future. I give you my life today. Be my Lord. Be my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You just made the best decision a human can make on this side of eternity. I am so happy to welcome you to the family of Christ. All right, guys, God bless you. We will see you next time. Thanks again for tuning into the City Lights podcast. We appreciate your support and we'd love to fellowship with you. You can visit us on Sundays, 10 a.m. at 4100 20th Street in Greeley. Be sure to check out our website at citylights.church where you can submit prayer requests, receive info on special events, and find our social media links. We're glad you could join us, and we hope you have a blessed week.